Hey guys, it's James and just James. Nicole's out of town and I asked literally every single regular of Mostly Speaking Sentai to be a co-host, a guest host this week. And I don't know how. It's February, still a pandemic. And somehow every single person either out of town at work, have prior commitments. No one was available from a Thursday to a Monday. So I don't want you to go without, but I also want you to get some sweet, sweet kaiju content still thrusting into that vein of yours. Which one you choose? Whatever one's your favorite, that's the one. Yes, that one. So what we are doing this week is... Over on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash MLM pod, Lil Corey and I, you guys already know this. We do a show called This Existed, where I show Lil Corey things that I've had a hard time explaining to other people exist. Well, a few weeks ago, we put out an episode discussing the North Korean tokusatsu kaiju movie, Polgasari. It has a baffling backstory behind it and it's also a pretty cool movie it's really rocking baby so that's what you're about to get now if you would like to hear all of the this existed episodes or next month where little Corey and i are discussing all four movies in the three ninja franchise oh baby i'm so excited go over to patreon.com forward slash mlm pod sign up five dollars gets you that great stuff also if you're a $10 patron, I'm doing watch-alongs for all four of those movies that will be put out right before that. It's going to be a great time. Plus, if you sign up before the end of February, you get to go along with that sweet, sweet tokusatsu bundle giveaway where we're doing a giveaway for the Ultra Mega Trade Paperback Volume 1 Toei Spider-Man pop figure, one Sailor Moon and one Godzilla vs. Kong bag clip, and a a Lord Draken, as well as a Rodan enamel pin. So yeah, guys, check that out. Full details are on the Patreon for that. I don't want to be without further ado, but we do need to shout out the $10 patrons this week. So let's begin with that, baby. Starting with Steve F., Eric Berry of Ranger Command Power Hour, Alex Z, The Waz, Orion, he's a rapper, D hyphen F O, Defo, check his stuff out, Kayla, aka Two Grapes, Tyler Wright, he's our friend, Elliot W, at Garlic Sunshine on Instagram for their amazing artwork, Jordan B, The Chaos Witch, and finally, Steve Barnes at Intro Void and the host of the podcast I do with him, Sweet Child of Time. Check that out. All of the cool stuff. So without further ado now, please enjoy This Existed with Lil Corey and I discussing the tokusatsu North Korean movie, Polgasari. Ha <laughs> ha! 
Oh, yes, guys. Welcome into, I would say, the new regime of this existed, because my name's James. I'm Corey. And we've been indoctrinated by his glorious leader, Polgasari. Oh, <laughs> the hammer and the sickle are strong with us. <laughs> Because the hammer represents the industry workers who bend steel and make buildings, and the sickle represents those that make us sustained off from wheat, grass, and that other kind of grass, baby. Hell yeah. Oh, uh, pot far cannabis farmers, I apologize. I don't want to... What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, lesser what they do. I don't want to say pot farmers. Cannabis... What? Yeah, diminish. Thank you. I don't want to diminish the work they do. Right. And them being part of the sickle. <laughs> <laughs> Little Corey's like, fuck, man. I, I, I feel like we've we've gone off the deep end already here. I, I, I really didn't know how to connect to that. Well, yeah, because you're a fucking socialist, not a communist. I know. I'm, I'm like, what if communism was for wussies? Oh, wait. Isn't oh, that oh right? no, 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 no. I thought you were, like, making that derogatory towards me and not towards you. No. <laughs> okay. Well, guys. Guys. I burped. I drank a lot of Dr. Pepper today because I'm on a diet. No sweets will I eat in 2022. Wait, isn't Dr. Pepper a sweet? Nope, not if it's diet. If it's zero calorie. You've bested me. Uh, zero sugar, zero everything. It's just water, fuckers. It's just water. I don't think it's just water. Oh, but no, no, no. <laughs> I, I have an old two liter of Dr. Pepper, and I've just been putting water in it, calling it zero Dr. Pep. You've Was that, was that going to be the joke? Doctor... Earlier when you offered me Dr. Pepper. No, no, no. I, I do have Dr. Pepper Zero. I have Dr. Pepper Absolute Zero. The Calvin scale is truly zero here. The I don't think so. I think water ha is on the Kelvin scale, isn't it? I mean, yeah. But like not at zero. Like it, there's like water has a spice level. Oh, no, no, no. The Kelvin's, you're thinking of Scoville. I'm thinking of the Scoville scale. Kelvin <laughs> is the, Kelvin's is another measurement of temperature. An absolute zero is the coldest it can get. But uh, <laughs> Michigan and Illinois is like, hold my beer. I'll show them some shits that's colder. Absolute zero. You guys remember that meme? You remember <laughs> hold my beer? We're still, we still got it, youngsters. Hold my beer, because I'm going to hear us talk today yeah. of Pulgasari. Guys, we don't have a lot of time to get into stuff. I'm on a diet, little uh, Corey. I'm going to be on a diet. No sweets will I eat. My Yogi Bear collection is bumping. Hell yeah, it's nice up there. And this is the first time ever, and I love that we are recording this episode, this is February's episode, before the January episode even is released. Oh, oh, oh nice. We're banking it, which will- Get you'll banked, dude. You will find out why we're banking at the end of this episode. I'm billboarding it. Yeah. Do we have a billboard for this? Yeah, we're billiardsing it. James, I don't think we can afford a billboard. Yes, we can. Corey, talk in your normal voice. I need to like drill that in like normal voice. My normal voice. 
It feels like we're high because we watched a drug of a movie. I'm, I'm out here, man. I'm sorry. We have, but I mean, if propaganda makes me this giddy, give it to me. <laughs> I don't think anyone's ever said give it to me in regards to propaganda. Fucking let it drain <laughs> over me, rain over me, so I can drain my time, money, effort, and entire life for his glorious leader, Paul Gasari. Paul Gasari. What now? How did Paul Gasari come to be, James? Well, we'll find that out because we do have games and shit to do no. <laughs> yeah! so oh my god five minutes in and we're getting into the game i i we're making some headway here some new grounds guys remember that website i think it's dead now no new grounds is still alive and well well like it it exists but is it active yes wow you, and you can actually get paid i think i have like 80 cents from Newgrounds that I could bank out because I would shit. post music there sometimes. Maybe we can afford that billboard. Yeah. 80 cents. Ooh, baby. And Spotify better pay me everything it needs to pay me from. Wait, is that from October? No, yeah, that's where what I should be getting paid for. I, I think Spotify is not giving me all my money. Spotify sucks uh, from what I hear from an artist standpoint. There, What's that other one that's like better? Title or Napster or all these That's other things. That's what I was thinking of. Yep. Guess what? They are now pretty much the same. Shit. Yeah. Even Amazon Music Unlimited touted itself as like, we're going to pay artists even more. But I think it was artists plus record labels who got in early. I like, um, I used to talk big shit about me being like, huh, well, at least I'm on YouTube music. But then I found out that they're like worse, I think, than Spotify. Oh, no. Um, YouTube music is fine. Oh, it is. But YouTube just ad-based is the worst of the worst. Oh, absolutely. They pay like 0.11 cents per stream, whereas ad-based Spotify pays, I think, 0.37. So like three times more than what ad-based YouTube does. Got you. So if you're just watching a single song, unless like the song has an ad in the middle, would be weird if they did. <laughs> God, let's not speak that into existence. Uh, that would be the issue where like if you are a YouTube creator, you can put in a couple more ads throughout. But that C CPM or yeah, CPM. Uh, who who's I think to say? That, or yeah, CRM. I don't remember. It pretty much is mean. It means uh centuries per mile or something like that dude that sounds like some shit like someone toked on acid would do it I say toked on acid it means like you guys ever do a fat bong rip from your acid pool yeah baby that's horrifying if acid rain used to rain on me and i'd be just bong ripping promoting the carbon dioxide emissions into the atmosphere Acid rain, we better fucking buckle up. Dude. Acid rain's real, dude. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I'm talking about, like, in the drug sense, not the oh. horrifying pollution okay. sense. Acid rain, guys, blaze up. Esham. What? Uh, Esham <laughs> the Unholy is a rapper, and he has a compilation called Acid Rain. Uh, he's from your <laughs> your area of Michigan, sir. I, I'm sorry. I I didn't I didn't know I had to know all Michiganders. Well, uh, it, he's from the east side of Michigan. Michigander from, these nuts, man. I think everyone in the UP knows each other at least. <laughs> UP these nuts. Guy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I man, I'd love to move to the UP when I'm old. Um, uh. 
Jay thought the UP was filled with landmines because I told them that the UP had like national forests that had mines in it. Uh, and thought it was she, explosive yeah, mines. They not, thought it was explosive landmines. Not uh, gemstone mines, quartz mines. They were like from like World War II. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking yeah, probably about? Probably from post-World War II. I, I guess, you know, everywhere, if you're white, those areas were booming with GI Bill shit. But not booming with landmines. Land <laughs> with explosives. <laughs> Oh, yeah, guys, give me an A.D.'s nuts in my mouth. Hey, I made, like, two of those jokes already. We got to, like, cut back on how much we're spending. Yeah, <laughs> but we're about to cut forward into unmade or well played. That's right, guys. It's a brand new game, brand new episode. I come up with them out of the tip of my skull. So, little Corey, I actually need to plug in these lights right here. Plug you, them in. You, what do you think unmade or well played is? Unmade or well played. Remember, it's going to be in relation to today's movie or uh, like the genre of today's movie. The only thing that's jumping to my mind as James plugs in these lights is there's this something that I was watching recently called D-Makes, which is where they take something and then they give it like an earlier retro vibe to it as if it came out way earlier than it did. So say like if something popular like Overwatch came out in the 80s. So I don't know if that has anything to do with the unmade aspect, but I know that well played is usually what I tell life um, when it kind of shafts me uh, at the next turn at a big life choice. Am, am I like in the park at at all with Absolute, either of these? Nope, not at all. Damn it. I have seen a demake of Bioshock. That was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I've been. There was a channel I was following that I uh, made a bunch of demakes and then they got into like really weird trippy shit. And so I still follow them, but I, I have no idea what their content is now. I, one of my favorite channels to follow is Adult Diaper Living. Hell yeah, dude, me too. All right. Daddy needs some huggies. Lil' Corey, there have been a lot of weird Godzilla movies and even weirder unmade Godzilla movies. Heard. Meaning people send in a treatment or Toho hire someone to make something based off from a treatment, makes a script, and it just doesn't get made Either due to, eh, this is a little too weird, or, hey, we chose something else. Like the Powerpuff Girls reboot. Yeah, I guess. Got you. So, what I am going to do is read you a description, and you will have to say if that is an unmade script or an actual thing, a official licensed Godzilla property. You will get two points if you can decide it based off from just that. Okay. And if you want... I'll give you the title as well, but that you will only get one point. Okay. So, I mean, it's just like 50-50. Do you want a point or do you want two points? Got you. And do what What score am I going for? You are trying to get one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of these. So, you want to know what? You got to get at least, let's say, seven in order to really make Kim Jong-un proud in the afterlife. Got you. Yes, sir. All Always right. leader. This is the first one, Lil' Corey. Okay. 
When a former Nazi scientist threatens Japan with a weather machine, the vacationing Jim and Barbara Gordon enlist the help of Batman and Robin to save the day. Unbeknownst to the dynamic duo and their allies, Finster doesn't have control, who is, Finster is the mad scientist, does not have control over the weather, but actually has control over Godzilla? Robot decapitation, bat-blown torches, gas chambers disguised as taxi cabs. Can our heroes make it out of the island nation alive, or will Godzilla eat them alive? Find out next week on the same bat time on the same bat channel. Lil' Cory, is this an unmade script or a well-played Toho? This is bat shit. So well-played is it exists 100%. Like it came to be. Yes. Okay. This absolutely sounds like something that exists. Batman has done a lot of crossovers. So I'm going to say that it's a well-played. Oh, little Corey. No. Damn it. Batman meets Godzilla a little. Uh, is uh, there? Je. There is an American treatment is available at the American Heritage Center in the U- University of Wyoming as part of a collection of papers belonging to Batman producer William Dozier. And this was supposed to be made from like 1965 to 1968, meaning this could have been following King Kong versus Godzilla. And this might have just been like, hey, we'll take an American property and Godzilla, mush them together. It'll do well in Japan and the States. Mm -hmm. Okay. I would have watched it. Same. (laughs) All right. Coming up is Hollow Earth's Theory. Let me say that again. It's, uh, it sounded like I was saying hollow earth's theory, but no, no. Hollow earth theory. Man sucking giant leeches and a giant humanoid robotic woman to have sex and slaughter Godzilla? Well, these are some of the wild and crazy plot points in this movie. Did I mention mermaids? There's no way that that came out. Lil' Corey, you're correct. Bride of Godzilla <laughs> did not come out. I realize that this should have been flopped. I should be giving you the movie title and then the description. <laughs> but you got two points. Now we're going to flip it, if, if that's okay. But that let sounds me, good. Let me give you some stuff. Toho actor Hideo Unagami submitted Bride of Godzilla, question mark. I forgot that is part of it. To a producer in 1955 following the release of Godzilla Raids Again, which is the second movie. In the big book of Japanese giant monsters, the Lost Films Mutated Edition, John LeMay theorized that the Hollow Earth setting, underwater scenes where the mermaids come from, and plans for color photography made the story too expensive to film. However, elements of Bride of Godzilla turned up in Rodan the following year, a giant insect running amok in a mining village before being overshadowed by a winged prehistoric reptile who emerges from the underground and battles fighter jets. I guess those were in uh, the original one. So are you ready for number three? You got two points so far. Yes, let's do it. All right, this is Frankenstein versus Godzilla. Would you like to say it now or would you like to hear the description? I'm I'm a gambling man. I'm a gambling man. So a 50-50 shot here. All right. 
You'll guess, I will say the description and then reveal to you if it is, if you're correct or not. If that's how you want to do it. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna... <laughs> I can't imagine a world where Frankenstein made it and Batman didn't, so I'm gonna say that it's not real. It's unmade? It's unmade. Alright, mutated from atomic radiation caused by the atom bomb, the heart of the original Frankenstein's monster has grown into a human child. A scientist and his two colleagues make notice of the small boy when he becomes not so small due to the radiation making him a kaiju of him. Making a kaiju of him is what I have written down. When you write things that aren't grammatically correct for comedy purposes, you better believe your brain will try and fix them while reading it. <laughs> After eating livestock and terrorizing the locals like any young boy made big, the Japanese self-defense force manipulates Godzilla into destroying the boy once and for all. Well, Corey... This was unmade. You got four points now. In 1965, the monster would appear battling a new monster opponent named Baragon in the film Frankenstein versus Baragon in 1965, which reignited a lot of concept ideas as well as the same characters such as Dr. Bowen from this story treatment. Toho planned on making... Frankenstein versus Godzilla as a follow-up to King Kong versus Godzilla, which was written in 1963 and planned for 64. This is totally off topic, but I What's can't up? help but notice that the exact way that this lighting is going with the mic in front of your face, it looks like you got this like Duck Dynasty goatee going on. Oh, no, that's not good at all. <laughs> in, I believe it's Frankenstein versus Baragon. The scientist who caused the radiation is, I think, a Nazi. Cool. So they're also like going up against Nazi war mongerers. Punching local Nazi kids. Yeah. That's what God Godzilla would have been decking Nazis. Godzilla would have been decking Nazis is my new album name. All right. Next up is <laughs> Godzilla versus Charles Barkley. <laughs> is this unmade or well played, Toho? Unmade script or well played shit. Godzilla versus Charles Barkley. Just give me the description. I want to hear the description. Okay, all right. <laughs> the world's mightiest monster battles Earth's greatest athlete in the most outrageous, board slamming, super dunking game of hoops in the history of history itself. Bigger than Bigfoot, space aliens, and Elvis combined. Until your last breath, you will remember what you were doing on the faithful day Godzilla met Charles Barkley, who grew kaiju size after obtaining a magical golden coin. No, no, that's unmade. There's no way someone's greenlit this project. Lil' Corey, this was not only made, it was a commercial for Nike and then a Marvel comic, baby. I think Nicole might own it. So you're at four points, baby. Let's go on to the next one. Hey. Sorry, I, uh, I had to come to terms with life for a second. Charles Barkley dunks <laughs> on Godzilla. There's a, that image played in my head several times, and I had to really, really process it. Okay, go ahead. Godzilla in hell. Oh, that sounds... I'm going to already say yes, that was made. There's God... Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, it was With made. 
With the king of the monsters plummeting down into the bowels of the earth and finding himself at the gates of hell, proceeding to smash his way through every level and every demon standing in his way, trying to discover just how he ended up getting condemned to hell, was a full-length comic book series, actually mini-series, and it's real. I own them. I fucking love that. That's awesome. It's good. It's That's good. That's a dope idea. Good job, whoever did that. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to laugh either way on some of these. So, like, my face won't, it just won't tell <laughs> if this is an unmade script or well-played shit. God's Godzilla. God's Godzilla? You have six points so far. Yeah, give me the give me the description. Let's All go. Right. In the midst of World War III, taking place in 1980X, that's just how Toho would do things, so they wouldn't have to give an actual year. The gods of our world, who are actually ETs, arrive on Earth in a spaceship from outside the Milky Way galaxy. In an act of terror and control, they revive Godzilla as a malevolent god of destruction. With the world in disarray, the gods send down a humanoid identifying himself as Jesus, who is capable of controlling Godzilla and giving mankind hallucinogenic nightmares. As the world is burning and drowning, Jesus screams, Behold your future! Standing atop a pyramid. I'm so glad. I, like, all of these are technically real, so it's not like, oh, James made up some batshit things. Like, <laughs> this exists in some form. Godzilla crouches like a sphinx as Jesus ascends a stairway of light towards the heavens. Is God's Godzilla unmade or well played? I don't think how that I can't see how they would get away with making this. So I'm gonna say unmade. Lil Corey, Kim Jong Un is proud of you. Yes. You got eight, baby. Thank we have you, one Supreme more. Leader. So if I, I'm gonna say if you can get nine, you're gonna she's gonna give you a wet dream tonight. Hell yeah, dude. Let's go. I need this next point. <laughs> <laughs> and if you get two, guess what? It will be forceful. Oh, <laughs> JC will wake up and be like, oh, what's wet? Did I pee myself? My fucking, my boxers are like glued to the ceiling. Jim! <laughs> God's Godzilla was authored by Yoshio Aramaki and submitted in 1979 as one of many proposals to revive the Godzilla series. Because this would have been right after Terror of Mechagodzilla Godzilla movies were dormant for a little bit, and it wasn't until 1984 that they brought him back. Mechagodzilla was like an, an, a space alien, right? Yes, okay. back then, but then he became part of the government, and then again part of the government. Okay, got you. And then part of the government in the most recent one? Spoilers for that, possibly. Spoilers. All right, little Corey, finally, Godzilla Land. Have you ever wanted animated chibi versions of Godzilla Kaiju to teach you math? Or maybe Godzilla's human sister to make you pancakes in an attempt to teach you said math? Well, look no further than Godzilla Land. There's even a lady Godzilla for daddy. Not to be confused with Godzilla's human sister. 
Godzilla's human sister? What? He's got a human sister in Godzilla Land, I guess. Is this unmade or is this a real thing? Let's roll for it. I'm going to say a real thing. Lil' Corey, you ever heard of an OVA, original video animation? Yes, I have. Well, some of them are educational for children. Perfect. And you can watch Godzilla Land. It's adorable as hell. Yes. I need to get that on VHS because that is the only way you can watch this. Or it's fan subbed, but also bad quality. I'm going to have so many cummies tonight. You're going to have one large cummy, not so many cummy. It's going to be huge, man. Like, have you guys, you guys know the fucking endless breadstick basket from Olive Garden? Yeah. That, but like with, with cummies. This is what you can do to have it multiple cummies. Yes. What you do is you, you take a gummy substance. I wouldn't okay. suggest actual, I guess like come before bed. Okay. Come take before that come. Put like press on your penis head mm -hmm. in the middle, yes. and then like make it so like it's it's stuck together and it will uh -huh. split into a stream. Oh yeah! So then you'll have two cummy, like string cheese cummy. Yeah, and there you go. You got it. Has you that ever happened it. to you? String cheese cummy. Oh no, I mean like it, it's <laughs> yeah. Has it ever shot in two directions? It's never. Sh my cum has not shot in two directions. No, I have pissed in two directions though. Mm -hmm. So like because piss doesn't have there's no pre piss I mean unless it's uh, piss mist logic and that's just water but there's nothing to like lube it up before it shoots out <laughs> like with pre cum you're right because I, I think that like unless you do it like real quick there's nothing that like there's no way that it's going to be split off and even though I feel like I've done that before what if you just take like a very tiny like sliver like oh. a wood splinter yeah and you just kind of like wedge it gently or if you if your frenum is pierced and goes through the dick tip that could split it that's true yeah guys oh, I want someone out there to make a cum splitter <laughs> guys Get on it. Put it on Shark Tank. Please. Please. <laughs> All right, sharks, this is my cum splitter. <laughs> <laughs> Just immediately, Mark Cuban's like smashing whatever button they have to be like, I need this. I need this. 400,000. Let's go. <laughs> oh, man. My wife would love me to have this. Mark Cuban, please purchase my cum splitter. <laughs> I can finally ejaculate on someone's butthole and clitoris at the same time. <laughs> Guys, come on a clitoris. It's fun. Come, come on a clitoris. It's cool. That's my new catchphrase. Come on a clitoris. <laughs> or come on, clitoris. Get to going. Get to going. Yeah. <laughs> you ever in bed with your SO and you just shout get to going? Yeah, baby. <laughs> uh, Nicole and I used to do, or I mean, like I used to do this to her when we lived together in Muskegon for a, a short time. Uh, then we had a terrible roommate and she's like, I don't want to deal with this, dude. I was like, that makes sense. Yeah. We, she would like come home and I, and she'd be like, honey, I'm home. And then I was like, wouldn't it be funny if like, this this is the scene. It's like a skit. And it's a man saying, honey, I'm home. And, you know, like a lot of it, like in the 50s, pretty much like women were just like houseworking vaginas. And it's like, right. honey, I'm home. And then it like pans to the wife. But it's just this huge vagina. And she just goes. 
<laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> sick of you. And he's like, oh, let me kiss that lippy labia. <laughs> don't go, eh? The labia is a beautiful thing. No, but it's not that. Oh, it's because not, it's giant. Yes. It's just a guy, like a man pressing into a, a large. I, I don't. I don't. Okay, guys, you can you can like Vore, but that reminds me of Vore, and I'm not super into Vore. Man, that house would smell of sweaty keys. Ah! Stop peeking, dude. You gotta stop. You, you did this to us. Nah, I didn't do anything. A society made you hate the woman's form. All right, little Corey, <laughs> are you down for some trivia? I'm down for some trivia. Of today's movie, Pulgasari. The film centers on the legend of Bulgasari and is based on a lost 1962 film from South Korea of the same name. Director Shin, this is, this is where people like really know about this movie because the director... Shin Sheng Oak was kidnapped in 1978 by North Korean intelligence on the order of Kim Jong Il. We've been saying un. It should be ill. Well, ill is the one who made the movie, but I think he made the movie for his father, un. No, no, Kim Jong Un is the current. Oh. Kim Jong Il. He's, he's the real badass, guys. Yeah, you know, he's the guy who made everything, don't Pe you know? People are like, Kim Jong Un, he needs to be out, and then it's that. Avatar Last Airbender meme, which, and it shows his sister, and it's it shows Sokka of like, oh, he gets out of here, then they show the sister, and she's even worse. Oh, yeah. she. Oh, yeah, because she's Azula. Got you. That means blue. Well, it makes sense, because she has blue fire. Well, really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, you didn't make it that far, huh? Yeah, I got 13 episodes in, and I was like, nah. Yeah, she's got blue fire. Oh, son of then ruler. Oh, so yeah, I could have just kept. Uh, <laughs> I could have just kept reading, and we would have been able to figure this out. Kim Jong Il, son of the then ruling Kim Il Sung, and was go. coerced into making several films as a director. With Pulgasari being his final before he and his wife, actress Chow Eun Hee, escaped to the United States. Shin, who was born in 26, died in 06, was a South Korean film producer and director with more than 100 films produced and 70 director credits to his name. He is best. Uh, his best known films were made in the 50s and 60s when he was known as the Prince of South Korean Cinema. Wow. Good for him. Sorry that he was kidnapped. I... I when you find out what he did late in life, I, I think you'll be like, eh, he died happy. Yeah, okay. Uh, you guys will find out next month. That's billboard and something. Uh-oh. <laughs> in 1978, his wife was abducted in Hong Kong and taken to North Korea to the country's future supreme leader, Kim Jong-il. The abduction of Shin followed six months later. After three years in prison, that's insane that they're, they're like, three years, like, I guess building film studios and maybe like amassing this stuff. Yeah. Shin was united with his wife and the two were, were instructed by Kim Jong-il to make films for him in order to gain global recognition for North Korea's film industry. After making many films for Kim in 1986, both of them escaped from North Korea supervision to a U.S. embassy well in Vienna. 
Okay. Then here's some backstory about Kim Jong-il. He joined the propaganda and agitation department. That just sounds, just say, prop. like, it's so on the head of both, like, hey, we're going to, it's going to be propaganda we're giving you, and also, like, you're going to be fucking aggravated about it. <laughs> In 1966, and soon became director of the Motion Picture and Arts Division. Uh, he was a big fan of film with a library of how many do you think movies and VHSs he had? 5,000. 15,000 at his disposal. I was three times too small. Just like the Grinch's heart that day. Oh. I guess before that day. Kim Jong-il was frustrated with his films in the early 70s. He could tell that in contrast to other films being released globally, his were stiff and lifeless. His diagnosis was a lack of enthusiasm from actors and crew. An author of Under the Loving Care of the Fatherly Leader, North Korea and the Kim Dynasty, this author explained this while quoting a 1983 tape recording of Kim, which states, The difference he suggested was that North Korean film industry people knew that the state would feed them even if they performed only meanly, so they didn't try hard. In quotes, because they have to earn money, Kim said, Southern movie industry people expended blood, sweat, and tears to get results. Which is why I brought up there are so many extras in this movie, and that's because it was mandatory. Right. We, okay. talk, we talked about it on Shuffling the Deck, the clash in Korea or collision in Korea, I think is what it was called. It was WCW and New World Japan. I forget the Japanese promotion. They put on what is still to this day the largest attended match. And it was in North Korea because the North Korean government liked this wrestler that kind of brought over W. So some American wrestlers went there and they were like, this was the most terrifying thing I had ever done. And the weirdest experience I've ever had because when they went it was I it's 200,000 plus people and like uh what's his face Eric Bischoff who also put it on and was head of WCW at the time right he's like yeah Vince McMahon I know is still pissed about this because I put on the largest attended wrestling event in the world because it was mandatory Everyone had to go and people had never seen professional wrestling. So you, the, it's it was filmed. Right. And on Dark Side of the Ring, you can see this happening of people just being like, it was a silent ass crowd until the last match. It was Ric Flair and this Japanese wrestler. And the Japanese wrestler was like, come on, guys, let's do this. And yeah, it's baffling. And that's goes into like this. It would... So they, like they what were the the crowd wasn't allowed to react or something? They didn't know they could react and they didn't know they should be reacting. Oh wow! It yeah, it was just like you could hear a pin drop. Wow. Okay, that that would be pretty haunting. Yeah, baby. Let's get into reviews, little Corey. Yeah, this one is a five star review from Bay One Dash Dash One E from February seventeenth of last year. Saying, Comrade Pulgasari and how to defeat the ruling class through guerrilla warfare. Hell yeah. Next is from Pice, five stars saying, Uphold Marxist, Leninist, Maoist, 
uh, Godzillist thought. Okay. A lot of the I just picked out like some of the mo- more clever ones that are in that vein. Right. This is a four and a half from Cot from 2016 saying just an utterly delightful film. Clearly, North Korea needs to kidnap more filmmakers and force them to make their own kaiju films. <laughs> Fair. Okay. And there is one person. I don't know why Letterbox allows this to happen. Kim Jong-il rule 69? Pre- almost, almost. Okay. They let you do multiple reviews for a movie. Okay. I could see if it's your initial review and then you can edit that whenever you want. Or you can like base a, a review or a rating off from a rewatch. Right. And then like, hey, you have one of that and one of that. That would be fine. There is someone with a username Pulgasari Stan number one and has many, many five star reviews for this movie. Here is one of them. Okay. If you've been around for a while, you'd know that my handle has been Pulgasari Stan number one for a long time. This is not a joke. It's awesome that we can have a subversive satire film all dialed up as propaganda i don't think that's what this movie was doing but uh, that's as the lens of a westerner you could probably see that okay and i this is back to the quote and i find it hilarious that the director had the actual north korean troops as extras in the film an extra middle finger and an already hilariously over-the-top anti-North Korean bucket of middle fingers. I don't... I I don't think so. Uh, yeah, maybe the director was... He could have been planting some of that messaging in there. Right. But, but if you're afraid that you'll be murdered, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he, Kim Jong-il had to, like... He, like, watched all of these before yeah. he, like, let them out and everything, right? Yeah, and my guess is this is showing North Korea coming into their prominence uh, of what they were right then. Of It is all about, even though, you know, with all dictatorships or anything of the same sorts, cults, whatever, even if it, it begins as, like, let's have the workers rise up. It's going to turn into whoever is at power becomes power hungry. Right. And just keep. So this is a nice propaganda of like, hey, this is what North Korea did. And then we were able to rule ourselves. But that's no. Right. North Korea is now the ruling class in this movie. And the workers should be rising up hammer and sickle. Right. To get it done. Next up is a half-star review by Jordan Brooks from 2017, simply saying, praise him. Yikes. (laughs) Half a star by Stanley Fried. They clearly don't get this movie at all, which states, the acting skill of daytime soap opera, the staging and direction of a high school senior play, the script had all the sophistication of being created by a committee. It made me wish a kaiju film had been made in China during the Cultural Revolution. They don't get this. Yeah. There are so there's so much going after this movie. Like, or it's going to, you know the phrase I'm trying to say. Like going for this movie? But the opposite. Going against oh, this going movie. Going against this movie. That is like, this is, yeah, there are weird cuts and edits that like feel like they're cutting half the scene. Yeah. But <laughs> <they are. laughs> man, 
I think this movie, the first like 30 minutes are like, I man, I, I regret that we're doing this. But the last hour is just nonstop action. Yeah. It's good. No, yeah. I, I think of what the director was working with. One, trauma. Two, he's working with a bunch of people who were apathetically doing this. Apathetically doing it. Also, I'm pretty sure now I'm I'm pretty sure like film for the public wasn't something that was super like wide around at the time that this was made for North Korea. No, I oh, do you mean for like outside? Like outside of like uh, yeah, because this is what they were trying to accomplish by kidnapping this director right. and actress of saying we're going to be legitimate now. Did we do it through illegitimate means? Absolutely, but we'll be legitimate in the eyes of the Oscars. Yeah, <laughs> the Academy is going to eat this up, guys. The Academy did give Paul Gasari an Oscar, so I have one last review <laughs> from 2021 January. One and a half stars saying North Korea or North Korean Godzilla made because the DPRK kidnapped a director. I mean, at least it's better than the Matthew Broderick Godzilla. North Korea just keeps winning. Glory to the Kim family. It is now, I said it on uh, uh, Shuffling the Deck, I believe. It is uncool now to hate that Matthew Broderick Godzilla. It is a good movie. And yeah, oh, it's not the Godzilla I grew up with. Shut the fuck up. Got him. You tell him, James. I haven't seen that movie, so I'm just going to piggyback off of your outrage. Yeah. Yeah. All right, little Corey. Me. This was a good movie. I I agree. I mean, it was a fun movie. And it was good in the sense that I wasn't constantly checking the time. Yeah. We did watch this at 1.25 because we're short on time. Right. That could have attributed. But with it. With that in mind, I was enjoying it. Yeah. Um, it was a cool setup. I like seeing... This is my first experience of a kaiju film that wasn't set in modern era. Mm-hmm. This was like set like, you know, back in, I guess, like feudal Korea. Maybe like 17 or 1800s. Yeah. And maybe yeah. 1600s. Yeah, it has to be around or like... Could have yeah. been in my notes, but... Uh... Yep, didn't want to know too much about the movie before I went into it. Yep, there we go. Um, but yeah, no, it was really good. Uh, I liked it. I, I ended up liking the Paul Gasari a lot. I mean, let's just like, let's get into our, our notes and what we want to hit on with it. Yeah, first, Shout Factory, I'm looking at you fuckers. I'm willing to sneak into North Korea. Okay. As long as someone gives me the blueprints. Okay. Of yeah. where the negatives for this film are are mm-hmm. so shout factory you can put out a 4k blu-ray ultra hd version of this because i think like we'll see this and i commented on it looks like a movie from the 60s or 70s yes. but i think if it we had like a nice print of it it would be good no yeah, yeah i mean yeah you can tell that i mean i don't know I, part of me almost feels like some of its charm comes from the fact that it looks like could it, be could be because a lot of the times I would be forgetting uh, forgetting that this is technically a movie that came out in the 80s. Yeah. And I was like, wow, they really did a lot with what they had way back then, thinking that this movie came out earlier than it did. Yeah. It, hey, man, the 40th anniversary, maybe Shout will uh, put some money up, put their money where their mouth is, quit it, shouting. Shout. Come on. And go to North Korea. Yeah. Yeah. Get kidnapped for a little bit. Just you, for a little. You, you, you have for three years. 
get kidnapped for two, well, finally yeah. get that print, sneak out. Sneak out in a in Venice, go to the American embassy. North Korean copyright law does not apply outside of the world, I assume. Will they threaten us not with legal action, but with warhead action? Absolutely. Mayhaps. But that but the price of good cinema. For film preservation. For film preservation. This is, damn it, historical preservation. You want to know, actually, I'm going to stop. Sh- shout, you're off the hook. <laughs> the worm Dennis Rodman. Make good on your relationships that you have made in North Korea and get North Korea to release this, I don't know, on Tubi TV, whatever, in 4K so we can enjoy it. And then North, North Korea is getting that streaming revenue. And you'll be... Dennis Rodman in our book, a slam dunk. Yeah, just like Charles Barkley against Godzilla. Uh, yeah. <laughs> What's your note, sir? I have here that I guess I was genuinely surprised and happy that Polgasari is able to recognize its own name. Yeah, that was your first note. That was my first note. Okay, then maybe I should <laughs> yeah, go. I was, like, I was surprised that you got here. I usually, I just got to... All right, yeah. uh, then I'll start. I don't have a lot of notes from the beginning, so okay. we'll skip around. I did, I was like, man, I'd love to see this in, you know, uh, 16 by 9 aspect ratio, or maybe they f- they shot it like nice film, but right. then I was seeing like the vignettes around the corner, meaning like, oh, they, they filmed this four by three. So it, you even if you got an HD version, it wouldn't be full screen, it oh, would yeah. still be standard a little shrunken cctv screen yeah which i'm fine with that's what like i get so pissed off when people on like youtube or especially like large companies Mm -hmm. will be like oh we're gonna make something retro looking and like make it look like it's from a vhs but it's still full screen it's like no 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 if you're putting in this effort to put these film effects on it just make it 1440 by 1080 people can learn from the poughkeepsie tapes yeah, or for, like WandaVision did it brilliantly. They I never made, watched WandaVision. Oh, it's very good. I've I've heard. I still need to see Endgame is the thing. Oh, man, just watch it. Have you seen all the other ones? You don't need to. You can just watch Endgame. Uh, I mean, I've seen pretty much everything else. Okay. Uh, the only Marvel movies I watched in it was I watched Endgame. That's the only one. I was like, fuck, this is great. And then WandaVision looked like it was awesome. And I was like, Nicole, I think we need to. I'm going to Google and see what movie specifically are Wanda in so I know that story going into that. And that I think it was like seven or eight movies, and then we were good to go. Heard. Was All that right. seven or eight movies still like 14, 15 hours of our time? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe more because Endgame's like three hours long, but man, does it not feel like that. I seriously need to watch it because I'm still just – I'm still hung up on the whole every, – spoiler alert for Infinity War – uh, the whole everyone melting scene or like disintegrating scene. So I Man. still got to watch it. You've probably seen that meme of Wanda talking to Thanos at the final battle. Yes. Oh, man, that that like made me tear up. And oh. I had never like I, I was like, I guess she like someone died or something. Uh, oh, yeah. It was that vision, dude. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know vision's importance, which sucks you took everything from me i don't, I don't even, even know, know who you. you are man it's so good she yeah. fucking goes after him and hell yeah i also there's like <laughs> yeah yeah let's get we off gotta, of it. Yeah, because also, about the i was movie. about to spoil stuff for you <laughs> in, in a way 
I would like to know the state of North Korean film now. You know, that's an interesting question because whenever we talk about this, I feel like this movie specifically comes up a lot because it's, oh, it's Godzilla, but it's not Godzilla from a kidnapped director. So this is the only thing I know about North Korean cinema. Because, you know, like South Korean cinema's popping off. Right. It's really good. South Korean horror's fantastic. It's like really taking Have you seen Office? No. It's great. That's a great horror movie. Because, you know, like Train to Busan. Train to Busan's excellent, too. Uh, the Host. I haven't seen The Host yet. Then uh, Memento Mori is a movie we watched for This Movie's Gay. If you can find it, watch it. Heard. It's good. Yeah, no problem. I love South Korean. I love a- Asian horror just hits different. That's all. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Watch The Ring, The Ring 2, and The Ring 0. And you're in And for- then The Rings. Is it? Well, no, The Rings is the American one. Yes. So I was just don't watch that one, guys. Yeah, you Man, don't, the you Ring Zero <laughs> is the like it's like oh the first one's great, second one's good, the third one the best. Really? Yeah, wow. it is so fucking good because it's a prequel to to the Ring. And oh, somehow, so you see how Samara slash her mm-hmm. Japanese name I don't know her Japanese name uh, gets in there. Sadako. Sadako. Yeah, I was like, why don't I know this? But no, Sadako. Then you can get The Ring versus The Grudge, which is like a campy version. Or am I thinking <laughs> they have The Ring versus The yeah, Grudge? Yeah, it's what? the Sadako versus the- Really? Joan? Yeah. yeah. Really? Yes. That it's a real exists? Thing. Yes. Like a Freddy versus Jason? Yes. There's two I of them. I kind of need to see this I think, movie. <laughs> I think they're on Shudder. Oh, boy. I'm ready. Let's go. So, guys, check those out. And then Tubi TV's got all the other rings that you can watch, including Spiral, if you want to check out Spiral. Spiral, the dragon. Spiral, the dragon. So this starts out with <laughs> what seemed, I thought they were weapons, but I think they were farming tools, but they were hidden. And I was like, oh. They this, were weapons. Oh, they were weapons. They so were weapons, yeah. This, like, I'm to sure. North Korea, like, weaponizing the working class is the same as like, oh, you're hiding drugs from your parents. Yeah. Because the the dad or the uncle was like, what are you doing? And he's like, I, I'm I'm holding them for a friend, sir. <laughs> yeah. That's really what he says. And he drops a bombshell immediately. Or it's like, I know you're the bandit leader to his like nephew. Mm-hmm. And then everyone just kind of treats that as a shit. Little Johnny's the bandit leader. That that. That's disappointing. Yeah. And moves on with their day. Spoiler, the bandits, quote unquote, are the, the working class rising up. Yes. And the they're, they're the rebels and the yeah. ruling class is calling them the bandits. Yes. And propagating that to everyone else of being like, yeah, they're bandits. Don't trust them. And it's like, oh, well, wait. But they seem to be wanting to do good for us and not you, the king and such. Yeah, they're not really stealing anything or hurting us. They're just, like, asking us to arm them so that they can help us. Yeah. So uh, they are then found out, and the uncle, because it's, like, near his house that it's being hidden, is taken in. He is not not being able to be fed, and he dies. But with, like, they he gets some food, but he's like, I won't eat this. I don't know why. And Oh, it, well, the... the- his nephew was like, I won't eat until my uncle eats. Mm-hmm. And all the bandits were like, quote unquote bandits, were like, yeah, we're not eating until the blacksmith eats. 
and the blacksmith doesn't ever get food. But when he's thrown food, why doesn't he eat that food? Instead, he just turns that rice into a highly detailed figurine of Polgasari. <laughs> very, very detailed for what little food he was given. Yes, and also and, and the, the kind the food, of food. The food he was given was given to him by his daughter who yeah. threw the food through the window of his cell. I got to turn down my headphones. For what? For for whatever reason. I guess wanting to feed her father when it. Oh, I meant turned down for what? Oh, da-na-na-na-na-na-na. But yeah, uh, he's given it, and then he's like, he's not going to eat because I think he accepted that he's going to die in there okay, or something. Probably, yeah. And he uh, dies. He dies. They have after a After saying a prayer to oh, the yeah. gods that this little figurine that he just made of Paul Gasari would rise to help the working class of the world also real quick we skipped over something the reason why they took him in was because they came by and they you know saw that there were like hidden weapons mm-hmm. everywhere and they're or no they were trying to get him to make weapons for their army and oh, he said okay. he didn't have any iron and they were like well where did all your iron go thinking he gave it to the bandits and he's like, I don't know, though. Paul Gasari must have took it. So, like, Paul Gasari was like already some sort of mythic folklore. Yeah. Okay. I was all. I was about to regroup to that, but you got me, baby. Yeah. During so you, we talked about that detailed figurine, and I just want to say a quick story. We go to, or I mean, before the world shut down, we would go to Chinatown a lot. Yes. Also, before I, uh, when I had an income, we would go to Chinatown a lot, so I could buy Nicole food and awesome, cool stuff. Nice. And a lot of them have like jade figurines. Right. Like very awesome. We saw these two older women in their 50s walk up to a set of the jade and a one nudges and goes, it's glow in the dark. And then like kind of like holds her hand up. And then uh, the other person is like, let's move. Let's keep going. They thought the jade was glow in the dark. So now whenever <laughs> I see that like a jade figure, I go, Nicole, it's glow in the dark, <laughs> which means there's might be people who hear that and are now telling that story on a podcast of like, yeah, this Rube thought, it, not knowing I'm doing a parody <laughs> of Rube. This fucking idiot thinks Jade's glow in the dark. Whereas I am it's doing goddamn weebs. a satire, a parody even. <laughs> it's a it's a gaff, sir. It's satire. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so... James, if I fart on Mike, is that allowed? Uh, so please don't, because we are in a small room with I, the door closed. It's... I suck Just, it back in. Okay, good. Okay. Do your kegels if you can't do that. What the fuck is a kegel? It to like strengthen your vaginal your vagina muscle, but you can also do it for your butt. Oh, nice. Do it. <laughs> I'm doing it right now. Nicole <laughs> hates it when I do that on podcasts. <laughs> Just strengthen or your kegels. Yeah. Okay, so they get the figurine and she's the, the daughter's just has it like safe kept while she's knitting some stuff or sewing and like punctures her finger and so much blood so comes much out. blood so much blood comes out <laughs> like she would like one have tetanus and two will bleed out yeah back in you know the time we are in and then some f- drips on the polgasari and then he's like this cute little thing and immediately the music starts going like and he starts like like waddling around and i'm like oh no no that <laughs> this isn't godzilla <laughs> <laughs> 
this is son of Godzilla. No. And then, you know, commenters will say, James, you rate, you ranked son of Godzilla very high. Well, the son of Godzilla himself is disturbing. The movie is good. Yeah, guys, get it together. Hug off. Yeah. Call back to that one podcast. I'll get there. Oh, yeah, that's our very deep. I also started like <laughs> screaming Trumpy because there's a movie called Hi. Pod People, I think is where it's from. Uh, Mystery Science Theater did a riff of it back in the day. And there's this this character called Trumpy and he just wants to eat potatoes. And the, I'm Trumpy. And this guy wants to eat iron and he's like a little guy just like Trumpy. Yeah. So he's, he's a little guy just yeah, he just like straight up downs a sewing needle. He eats so much. He's just devouring and devouring. Get him on Wu-Tang. Hell and yeah. he starts like moving about. And they're like, wow, he's so cool. And they're like sleeping next to him. But in the morning, he's gone. And then we see, I want to ask you this. Like this brother and sister, would you sleep shirtless in a single bed, single sheet, same undercovers with your sister? Well, so here, here's the factors that we have to think of. Did I grow up in this culture? Because exactly, then maybe, because yeah. maybe that's not weird. But as of now, no, I would, I would freeze. I, I would straight up freeze outside. I, I would sleep in the same bed, same sheet, shirtless, if I'm not feeling bloated, with Josh Jacobs's sister. <laughs> Who's Josh Jacobs? Nicole's brother. <laughs> And I would you you might be like, well, James, you already do that. No, uh, uh, Nicole doesn't let me in her blanket, and it pieces me off. And now she has this wedge that I have to compete with. I'm so fucking done, guys. There's like a wedge pillow that she sleeps on, so she doesn't get sleep apnea or something. I found out I I sleep apnea like that's like, a, that's a whole like other thing than just just snoring, right? Uh, yeah, I think it's snoring plus. Snoring plus. Yeah, I have snoring. I am subscribed to snoring real bad, so bad that like I get like sore throats sometimes. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, it sucks. It could be JC just jamming her fingers down your throat. I would not there. put that past them. I would not. They do that shit all the time when I yawn, and it's so fucking annoying. <laughs> uh, Frank used to uh, just crumble up saltines over Nicole's open mouth while she slept <laughs> oh that cat <laughs> i that those are like crumbum comics that are written but i don't know if nicole's ever going to get back to doing crumbums which sucks yeah because there's so many written if anyone's what like oh james is slacking on that i think last time i counted and like i i haven't like written any in a little bit like 37 plus wow pages that she could, or 37 plus stories. Some are multiple pages. Jeez Louise. So, that's on Nicole. Backlog. Or not backlog. What's it called? Backup? No, that's the backlog. Oh, it's backlog? Yeah. I was right. Or you could just say she's backed up with the backlog. Dude, I'm backed up right now. Am I right, guys? Yeah. I'm so Constipation. The, yeah. IBSC. Dude, I had IBS this summer. <laughs> Not to, not to get too. Well, you have I, IBS C right now. What's IBS C? Constipation. There's also IBS D, which is diarrhea. 
James, I so badly want to fart. Stop, man. <laughs> it's all this talk of bowel movements is really getting me well, there. Well, we, we have to start plowing through some stuff. So one of the, like, the, the nephew of the man that died is yeah, about to is be there, executed. He was like a nephew, but like he was also to be married to his daughter. I think it's in, you know, when you're watching like anime and it's subtitled yeah. and they say like, like a brother. is a bro- It's like a mis- uh, misunderstood translation or something. Yeah. Okay. Which it's like, just call them, like if it is a, like if you're saying Oni-chan, which I will say to Nicole, call me Oni-chan. Oni-chan. Uh, <laughs> It's just like someone who is older, who is like close to you, and like it's a term of respect. Just say sir. Like it's weird how it was translated to brother. Yeah. I don't know, guys. But you also call like your older brother, who is like your brother, Onichan. I don't have an older brother. You might. I might actually. Yeah. Is the thing. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? So he's about to get decapitated in an execution because he's king of the bandits. And then all of a sudden, they're like, no, fuck, no. And then boink, ba -deep, ba -deep, a hand puppet <laughs> of the people comes out. It's Pulgasari and just like chomps off the like a part of the sword where like the head would go, I guess. Yeah. And then bites off the iron shackles on him. It's real quick about that executioner. That dude loves his job. Uh -huh. Like that guy was real amped up to be there that day. He had the biggest smile. He was doing like all these theatrics. That uh, might be a North Korean psychopath who wants to actually be an executioner. He in, was, he's like, I want to shoot people for fun. The director is like, I don't know who that guy was. He just walked on set one day and I just kept filming. And he's like, "You're Kim Jong Il will see this. Okay, okay, all right. Ah, I love this shit. Vote me for your anonymous executioner. Yeah. So the the government, the the royalty, are trying to stab and kill him, but somehow he's like eating through his skin. Oh yeah, the Polgasari. So yeah. yeah, they're trying to like. So no, no, the the bandit. He's he can he eats with his skin. No. They start stabbing him, and he's no. like, "Oh, I'm eating you." This is factually incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they try to like. I don't think he's necessarily eating through. Yeah, his skin. I know, I know. It's okay. it's just like knocking off and. It, because Shane, of budgetary constraints. I'm sorry, James. I just was trying to make sure people didn't know. I don't want them. It'll be like, oh, yeah, I really <laughs> want to see him. Confused. Yeah. And then we start hearing his growl. So it's well known within the Toku community that it is, I think, a, a double bass string. Someone was holding, a, like, had a leather glove and just ran their hands down a double bass string or a, you know, stringed instrument. Right. Then they slowed it down, and that is Godzilla's roar. This is just a real dog? Yeah, <laughs> I think so. They just made a dog aggravated, like playing tug-of-war with him? <laughs> That's it. Guys, that was me tooting. Oh, I, I was like, he ate my pet. When was that said? Uh, someone, they, they're like, dude, this dude's eating too much iron. And someone's like, he ate my pot. And uh, we were like, oh, that dude's got the munchies. Dude, of course. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder he's eating everything, dude. Look he's high he's, as hell. He's high as hell. Let's get on his level. His human-like 
eyes are bloodshot, bro. This <laughs> so scary. When a rubber kaiju has more life in their eyes than you do, because I got them dead sharks. Be sad at the hand God dealt you. <laughs> be sad at the hand God dealt, or the hand that God dealt you. I like that line. That's, That's my new album name. Uh, actually, it's the name of my new solo in the middle of a track. Thank you. But also, did we get to the part where the the quote unquote bandits uh, raid the prison for prisoners? That's where we are just now, and I think there was. A quote that you did and I laughed real hard at, they scream, I think after like getting prisoners like freed, they scream, attack the governor. And you said, (laughs) Michiganders be like, yeah, (laughs) and unfortunately, no North Koreans said that be like that after seeing this. Unfortunate. Or maybe they did and we're, we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a, a, a dark nation. Remember real quick. Remember when viral tiktok video accidentally caught a military coup in the background happening no yeah uh what is it Myanmar? i think it's the country or something something like that well there's just like a like fitness or wellness tiktoker in there like doing a tiktok video and like in the background you can see like military reroute happening as the military was about to perform a coup damn yeah so that was wild. TikTok be like. <laughs> Attack the country. The revolution will not be televised. It will be TikTok. You don't. I'm trying to think of a good TikTok. Oh. Like, like Vine or meme. Not meme. Music. Trend. That's the thing. That's, That's what you're word. thinking of. <laughs> it's just that ICP song, the hatchet chop or whatever it is. Boogie woogie woogie. That one? No, not that one. That's the boogeyman. Uh, uh, we mentioned the scope <laughs> of extras is vast because it's mandatory. Someone, they were like, "Can I just need to find a competent general?" And then I started screaming from the other room, "Nicole, I'm always saying that. I always say I need a competent general." And she's like, "He does." James, I would be your competent general. All right, all right. I've been man. It's that easy, huh? General store, Dollar General. The I, general? General Motors? Oh no. What kind of general are you? I'm just like an in-general general. Okay, okay. Yes. You're a general in the Keyblade Army. Hell Ch- yeah, dude. Let's, huh. Oh man, that means I die. Shit. No, I'm it, saying like after Kingdom Hearts 3, what's going on, you know? Uh, There's a... I'm sorry, what? There's a... What are you talking about? I'm saying yeah, doesn't it end happily on Kingdom Hearts 3? Like, the darkness is gone forever. Do you want me to tell you how Kingdom Hearts 3 ends? Yeah, actually, I was reading an ICP comic today, and I was like, this is just Kingdom Hearts. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. Minus, you know, actually, there is Disney in there, because the they kill Michael Eisner at a version of Disneyland, but not explicitly saying it. That's what we needed to do, James. I needed to have you play through Kingdom Hearts 3. I still need to replay 2, and everything in between. Yeah. Let's do it, dude. Come on. Let's do oh, it. But what were you going to say? Yeah, the cuts in the movie. I know we talked about that. Yeah. Uh, there's like, uh, so like the government and the bandits are fighting now. Mm-hmm. And there's Just so many fucking people. There's so many extras because this is mandatory. But like, there's like this whole scene where the general is like, okay, we're going to go into the mountain and we're going to fight them there. And then there's like two montages of the bandits marching 
and the government mon- marching, and then it cuts back to that general at the same exact mm-hmm. place, and he's like, okay, so they weren't there. Yeah. And it, there's like so many cuts like that yeah. throughout uh, the movie. It was super fun. Picture this. You get a, an envelope, and you think it's like, oh, fuck, I got jury duty. But when you open it, it's like, you're going to be the star role. It's mandatory in the biggest budget movie of the year. <laughs> and you're like, fuck, I've never acted a day in my life. Why? Why? I don't want this. <laughs> I'd do it. Then you're just doing a stilted performance. I really like during that scene of them like, oh, we need to get these. We need to murder all the farmers. You know, the people who sustain our living. Yeah, that really in hindsight, I don't think they're really thinking this through. Not at all. Yeah, it, there's a scene where they tie an old woman to a chair and then like break her legs. Whoa. Yeah. Was I not watching? You were in the kitchen at that okay, point. Okay, all right. And then court, whenever I had to like leave, I had, we were eating dinner and I had to stand up and bring things out of the area because socks was just trying to lick the plates. Yeah. Uh, and then also like bit Corey in a playful way. And it was playful. Yeah. And you just go, you dick. <laughs> this is when I write down, this is pretty dope. It, it at the least it is an Epic movie. Pogasari's uh, music sounds like a lighthearted movie from Italy or Carney music. Kind of. Yeah. Her at this point, they're like, "Well, how how do we how do we defeat Polgasari?" The government's thinking this, and a guy's like, "Well, I know, like, just like we'll use the girl. Her father made him with rice, and she and he and Polgasari was birthed by her blood. So, yeah, obviously, sir." He can't disobey her. Oh, yeah. Paul Gassari joined the bandits, by the way. Paul yeah. Gassari understands military warfare. Yeah, baby. That's all. <laughs> James, I got a fart, man. Dude, then leave the room. <laughs> oh, we also, we need to start wrapping up. So okay, gotcha. we, we can, you, you'll be able to do that soon. <laughs> so this, this movie had inventive, one very inventive kill. They... Uh, for, because she's like, oh, do what I tell you, even though I, I don't want you to go into this big cage that they made of you. And it's uh, it's just like a, a pyre or a pike. What, what yep, do they call pyre. it? You were a right. pyre? Yep. Uh, like where you're burning a witch, but it's a cage. Yeah. And they like set him on fire, but he's made of iron. So yeah. he just like, they're like, yeah, we killed him. Then just from the coals comes out beat red. Which this predates burning Godzilla, so I don't know, guys. Godzilla stole from Polgasari? Yeah, maybe. And they start running. The the soldiers of the Imperial Army start running, and they, like, tip over in a boat. And Polgasari, they're on the river. He jumps into the river and boils them alive. Yeah, that was really cool. Really morbid. Really cool. So fucking dope. And yeah. and then we get another morbid thing, but for real life morbid. They're they're now storming the castle. And the Imperial Army has like catapults full of like flaming balls. Which is like, okay, yeah, they're just shoot like cutting shots, n- nothing really bad. But when they get to the wall, we see, it is maybe like 300 people running up. Right. Like real people tightly packed into the camera so it can see. And they, these same flaming balls, they push 
a bunch of them down into this crowd of real people. There's... Yeah, real, this wasn't special effects, by no. the way. That was like real fireballs that they were rolling down to a bunch of extras. This is non-union, no OSHA to be seen. No OSHA. No OSHA. It's no OSHA because fucking Paul Gasari boiled it all away. Get it? Because yeah. it kind of sounds like ocean, guys. That was the joke. And then I guess they like hired a like witch doctor to oh, yeah, do. They like, hired a priestess to exercise Paul Gasari. The to make the spirit of the blacksmith come out of him, thinking that the father is in there. I guess right, but not. They screwed up, dude. So like, cause like it's weird, cause it kind of worked, cause he like got all dazed and then he fell into this big pit that oh, they dug yeah. to capture him. I guess it did work, and then just a disgusting scene of realism yeah the main lady the daughter of the man the uncle who was killed comes up and she's like i know how to do this because he was birthed by her blood i thought like oh she's gonna cut her hand and like drip the blood like you see in other bloodletting ceremonies in cinema no yeah she cuts her like upper arm deep like deep deep this woman like, bleeds so much in this. So much blood. Just from this one just from this one girl. Yeah. And then something weird happens where like one of them's like the one I think she was supposed to marry to dies, but is also we see being hanged. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it shows him being hanged of uh, like how they have it is you think he's on like the gallows. Right. And the floor is going to drop out. But there's a horse that like starts moving and that like yanks him up. But then it zooms out and we see that he wasn't standing on a stool. He wasn't standing on a table, an apple crate. It was men on their hands and knees acting <laughs> like a stool. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. A really innovative over there in the North Korean cinema. Uh, Corey was like, no, it was a horse they I were standing so on. I was so sure it I was, was like, no, a no, horse. No, 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 no. It was men on the ground. Uh, and then the, you, we see them kind of celebrating because I think they, they got Paul Gasari. And it's just people drinking and just like pouring booze everywhere. And little Corey was like, that, I've never been that drunk. But I was like, they're of the royal class. You know, if you're lower middle, you can't waste that booze. But little Corey. Yes. I forget who it was and where it was, but someone I knew was so drunk at a party that when she was drinking, we had to we had to take all the booze away from her because most of it was just like dripping down like from her chin into her cleavage. Oh my god. So it happened. You got to know that you're not catching it at some point, right? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, then we find out that because all the generals have been exhausted, we don't have any good ones. Someone's like, there's an inventor creating a weapon that will destroy it. It's just a cannon. Yeah, he made a cannon. That <laughs> backfired so hard because they shoot it at Polgasari, doesn't do anything. Shoot it into his mouth and they're like direct hit like in a porno movie. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I eat iron, but I can also spit it out and just starts shooting cannon fodder out of his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Like in a dope. in a cartoon, he stomps out the that one guy, the king, and the it's king. very gory. Yeah, they then he's just left to eat all the iron, and he's hungry and just aimlessly looking. And they're like, "Hey, 
we could have him eat the big guns. And I was like, I wish I could eat a big gun. And I was like, yikes. And how the movie ends, do you want to describe how it ends? Oh, uh, yeah. So basically the movie ends with them like, oh, well, okay. So now that he, they're dead, he's still hungry. He's still eating. He's still eating all the iron. And they got right back to the point where the farmers were losing all their tools again because <laughs> he's eating them all. And so the woman's like, uh, to think that Polgasari would live long enough to become our enemy. Uh, if like we, the Joker. Yeah. If he, if we let, if we continue like this, we'll have to invade other nations and it'll be w- war all over mm-hmm. all the time. And then humanity will eventually perish because Polgasari's hunger is insatiable. Uh, so we have, uh, I have to get rid of him and there's only one way that I can do that. And so she rings a gong or like a large bell that's made uh, of iron. That's made of iron. And then uh, to wake him up. But before he gets there, she hides in the bell and he goes over. He picks up the bell, kind of crumples it all together so that he can eat it. But she doesn't get crushed at any point for some reason, though. She should. She should. Uh, But then he eats it, which I guess in the long run, I guess eventually she does get crushed when he eats it. But whatever. And then once he eats it, since he killed her. And her blood is spilt and everything. I guess whatever made him is broken. Yeah. And he crumbles away into dust. And then we see her there and like some sort of light. I'm guessing the light from Pulgasari or something. Whatever energy was inside of Pulgasari exits him, enters her corpse. I'm because she doesn't ever wake up. And that's the end of the movie. Yeah, baby. It would be like if you were making stuffed peppers in the oven and you had them wrapped in tinfoil. Yeah. If you crinkled that tinfoil, it's going to burst out with greasy pepper juice. Uh, agreed. Yeah. And that's what her blood would have done. But it didn't. Yeah. little Corey, if you were to rate this movie out of five stars on Letterboxd, what would you give it? I would give it, I would, at 1.25 speed watching it in mind, I would give it a solid three and a half. Little Corey, that's exactly what I would give it. Nice. Well, little Corey, I billboarded because we what what he the director and his wife were able to escape to the United States. Right. That's pretty happy cool. ending. When you're a creative, you got to keep creating, though. <laughs> I want to know where this is going. <laughs> what do you what, what what did they continue to create? Well, one of his I think his last directing role, I believe, will be part of next month's four-week-long This Existed because this man went on to direct one of the three ninja movies, baby. Oh, yeah! Guys, this is the announcement. In March, all four episodes, all four Fridays, we will be watching Three Ninjas. Three Ninjas Knuckle Up, Three Ninjas Kick Back, and Sean Marciniak will be on for Three Ninjas at High Noon Mountain or whatever the hell it's called because Hulk Hogan's in the movie. Brother. Yeah. So, guys, get ready for that. It's, oh, man, I'm so excited. They are batshit movies, and I'm I'm loving We're that. jazzed over here. And this is because Lil Corey many episodes ago said he had never seen a Three Ninjas movie, and I was I like. I still haven't. I was like, man, there are four of those. It, man, but I don't want to do just all four throughout like i don't want to span this for four months let's do it one month which is why we're re- recording this so early because we gotta bang some episodes baby bang em. and nicole's very excited that she won't have to do any patreon recordings that <laughs> month so guys get hyped for that and i already know i think if we do this again maybe like next march i think critters will because there are four critters movies what is a critter 
you'll find out, baby. <laughs> okay. I've been James. I've been Corey. And we've existed. That is that our sign off. We were. I like it. All right. All right. We've existed. And this has existed. And this has existed. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Can I fart now? Oh, my God. Please go in the bathroom to do it. Oh, James, you have so many rolls in your house. This is being left in the show. <laughs>